There's such a vibe. I just want to let it play out a little bit. Welcome back to No One's Clapping. <coughs> Darren's coughing. Uh, this is the, the solo podcast where I talk about uh, life and specifically my music and the journey. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's mostly for me. At least it feels that way. But it's also for uh, anyone who, you know, I get a lot of questions in the DMs, in the in the emails, in the twitters. So uh, yeah, I feel like it can also be helpful to somebody. Not that I have all the answers or any of the answers, but uh. I feel like I've I've uh, made some made some ripples in the ocean. I mean, I just uh yeah, I was looking at my Spotify stats today, which is something like also too like I can get lost in. Uh, the whole social media world is focused and fixated on views. I think every millennial is. I mean, I feel like even some people who are not who are older and they're and they're for when when are you not a millennial? Like thirty six or some shit? I don't know. 35, you a fake-ass millennial. But it's cool, we'll let you in. All I'm saying is, uh, yeah, I feel like we're all we're all worried about views. People only, and this is a tangent, but that's what I do here. Uh, people only think, not everyone, a lot of the people that I know, myself included, they only look at things, <clears throat> whether it's a video or a song, whatever the fuck they only look at things as successful and good if the if the view count is high or the likes are high you know it it's sad i see a lot of my friends who get discouraged because you know maybe <clears throat> let's just say a song that they put out maybe no one listened to it or maybe the num the fake number in their head that they thought that if they got that it would have made them happy, but you know if you want three hundred views and you get three hundred views you're like fuck three hundred three hundred's nice, but I want a thousand, you know, and I think it's important. I think it's necessary. <clears throat> Sorry, I had some wing stops, so I'm fucking winged to the gills right now. I can barely breathe low key. It's kind of uncomfortable, and that shit's like all in my <clears throat> pause. All in my throat. <clears throat> Pause. But yeah, where was I? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, again, myself included, because I fall into this. That's why I check the spot. There's a there's an app for artists if you're not an artist. Um, <clears throat> there's an app for Spotify where you can kind of see your back end, see, you know, how many how many streams your song got in the past 24 hours, uh, in the past week, in the past month, the past year, etc. You can kind of see all of that. And I found myself, or I find myself, I should say, like whenever I release a song, I'm I'm kind of glued to it. I'm, I'm looking at it constantly. And uh, it, uh, there's good and bad things there. Like, you know, uh, ultimately, and if we're being real, realistic, I want the most amount of people to listen to my music. Um... And I do, you know, when a song gets more views or listens, I uh, I also equate it to success. And it's, I don't know, it bums me out. It's sad. I think it's annoying. I, fuck, man, these wings got me fucked. Like, straight up. This ain't a good look. It's not a good look. But I don't care. Because, you know, we end this together. Uh... Yeah, man, it bothers me. Like, I, I really, I dropped a song called Staycation, and I guess if you compare it to White Lies, uh, Staycation is technically a flop, because today I posted on Instagram that uh, within four months, uh, White Lies has over 200,000 streams. Now, if you look at my Spotify page, my most played song is a song called No Sleep. That I put out, I don't know, how long has it been? Two years? Two years ago? So that has like 230,000 streams. 
and White Lies has been out for four months, and that has over 200,000. It's like 200, 202,000 or some shit like that. So to me, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a huge feat. I got that so fast in comparison. And then, you know, after White Lies, I dropped a song called Staycation that I'm fucking proud of. Like, it's so fucking groovy. The bass lines, the drums. Oh, man, I think that song is fucking dope. But, you know, like, White Lies is more of a... It's more pop-friendly. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, that doesn't really matter with an artist that's kind of in career-wise where I'm at. Because, like, yeah, if you're, like, a Drake or a Camilla, or a Chance the Rapper, whoever the fuck, name any pop artist. The more popular your song is going to do better, because like radio play, and fuck, I almost said vines, but like memes, and whatever the fuck. Like, maybe not memes, maybe that's a bad example. But like music videos and, and radio play, pop songs do much better. But if you're an artist who's not getting radio play, and it's just about building an audience online and uh yeah streams i feel like maybe that wouldn't apply but i don't know yeah. or maybe just white lies is a, a better song i think that white lies up until two days ago was my favorite song i ever made and i know i know i say this shit a lot i really do but this time I fucking mean it. I, I made a song. Um, you know what? Because because I feel like uh, me doing this podcast, even if you like my music, you know, there's, there, there's a chance that you wouldn't listen to it because it's maybe you're just into music. You don't necessarily make music. I feel like this might be more interesting to people who make similar types of music I do or they enjoy my music and they're also a musician. Um, my new song that's coming out, I actually don't have a release date yet, but I, you know, I'll announce it on here and then I'll tweet it out and all that shit. But probably in the next, mm, I don't know, month and a half, I'll have that song out. It's a, it's a new song. It's called Petty in the Air. And uh, I fuck with it so hard. I did all the production. I, uh, my friend Michael Craver, he, uh, he mixed it and mastered it. He hasn't mastered it as in this present moment, but he's going to. Uh, I'm going to try to lay down in this bitch. Try to get real comfy. Let's see. Can I make this work? He did. Yeah, and the reason why I think that the I'm really happy that Michael mixed it is uh, I went to high school with this man. I've been friends with him for many years. And, uh, you know, to finally work on something together after, fuck, I don't know. How long have I been out of? I've been out of high school 10 years. God damn. So yeah, to like finally get to work together uh, was really cool. And the fucking best mix, especially best first mix, because usually when you're getting your music mixed, unless you're the one doing it, or you and this person have been working together years, 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 and they just, they already know your sound. Usually you have a couple passes at a mix. You know, some of my songs, it takes three mixes, three different versions of a mix to finally be the one that I'm like, all right, that's it. Master that bitch. Um, so, you know, getting getting an initial first mix and pretty much I'm 99% happy with it. That is that is never the case. I usually have two pages full of uh, fucking notes. And for this this particular song, I only have uh, maybe two notes. So he he really fucking killed it, and I'm uh, I feel so good about it. I um once it's out, I'll talk more about it. But yeah, to to go on that long tangent, I think I was talking about views, which I don't even know how I fucking landed here. But uh, I'm telling you, these wings, man, they they really did a number on your boy. They really did a number on your boy. Maybe I ate too much. Maybe I indulged. You know what? I played basketball today and I played hard. And I'm fucking tired. But I was like, you know what? I need to do this podcast. I really do. So we're here. Uh, Yeah. So um, what was I talking about? Views. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get better at not giving a fuck about that shit. Because it matters and it's important. 
and it's all about having a brand and building said brand and being on Instagram and being present to your oh, that shit is so lame to me that shit is so lame to me it feels so disingenuous like I don't know any like and not a, not any managers but like any you know back in the day there was a lot of MCNs for YouTube channels and every single one was just like oh, man it was never about the creativeness it was never about the content it was never about the skill in which you are making the content it was all just about like all right like now you got to post it on twitter and make sure you also post the fucking thing on instagram and make sure the top link in the description is the blah 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 it's and it's just oh man it's, it's real gross it i don't like look down on people that are really into that or that's their career or they're really good at it like i to me, it's just not what I like. You know, like I, I've i said this to many friends, Will being one of them, you know, who's also doing the music thing. I I don't want to, I don't, no shade to uh, someone like a Takashi 69 but like I don't want to be a guy on Instagram who does crazy shit and that helps his music pop off. Like, you know, I don't really, I don't really rock with his music. I don't really, you know, I he's I see him on Instagram all the time and he's fucking entertaining and I definitely laugh like when he's just running and he's like, yeah, uh, he's 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 funny for sure. But you know, I got to imagine that he would agree with this sentiment, but if it wasn't for these crazy ass videos on Instagram and him starting rap beef and and fighting with rappers on Instagram live and shit like that, not to discredit him at all, but I just, I don't think it would be as popping as it is. Um, I feel like a lot of 13-year-olds, you know, listen. Not even Takashi specifically, but that genre of music. Um, I feel like a lot of it is just a popularity contest. And although that's cool, and I think if, if I did sudden, like if I posted this podcast tonight and tomorrow my shit popped off because of my Instagram... I'm definitely gonna ride the wave. So like six months from six months future, Darren, like or a, a year from now, future Darren, if you're popping off because some Instagram shit went crazy, go ahead and ride that wave, baby. Ride that wave, cause I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying like my my intent and what I'm gonna put my efforts forth is not gonna be the Instagram way. Although I want to build those kind of things, I don't know. I just I've always said to to friends and whoever that. I do want to be an artist on Billboard. I do want to play, uh, you know, amphitheaters. I want this. I want to be on the radio. I want to be fucking a pop artist. But I only want to get there based off skill, based off passion for music, based off songwriting, based off, uh, yeah, I don't know. And... Maybe once I listen back to this, I'll be like, oh, you sound dumb as fuck. You know, I don't know. Or, oh, you sound so prideful. I don't know how that would be a bad thing, but... Yeah, maybe listening back, I, I, I might not agree with what I'm saying now. And again, that's fucking half the reason I do this damn podcast. <sighs> but I don't know. I want to believe that I could... I can make it by just getting good and being good. That's all I fucking really want. Man, I watch these... I follow so many, like, singers on Instagram. And I just watch the videos they post. And they're so fucking good. The vibrato sounds like fucking silk. And the runs that they do. God damn. And I'm just so inspired. And, like, so blown away at their skill set. And honestly, that's... I just want to be good at that. You know what I mean? I'm working hard. I'm doing my damn best to just be good at singing, to be good at producing and songwriting. And like, uh, a, you know, a very large part of me also wants the accolades and the respect. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a constant battle. That's why like, I don't really fuck with social media. I don't know. It, it, it's the most important thing as far as like new careers go. I think also being aside being talented and and a nice person and good. I uh social media is so important. Fuck any manager will tell you that. But damn, 
sometimes it bothers me. I, uh, yeah. I don't, again, I don't fucking, I don't know why. Yeah, I just don't know if it's, if it's something, it's weird though, because then I, as I process this, I think about like Will Smith and Kevin Hart and The Rock and the fact that they run their Instagrams and they're pretty active and they kind of keep their fans like up to date. I think that's fucking cool. So that's the weird part. I'm so, I fuck, Will Smith has a YouTube channel? 2018? Are you fucking kidding me? That's just, oh my god. High school, you know, 10th uh, grader Darren would have fucking flipped shit if he told me that future Will Smith is going to have a YouTube channel. Just like doing vlogs. Jumping out of planes and shit. Telling me how he like was in a closet with, with Michael Jackson and how he got the fr- are you serious? Like that's fucking incredible. So that's weird. That's the that's why it's so conflicting. Half of me loves it, the other half despises it. So I just gotta find a balance. Um, I love making podcasts. I think uh, maybe it's because I just have a uh, not. An, I used to have an obsession with podcasts, but yeah, I I, I really enjoy hearing people's thoughts in long form unplanned conversation you don't know what we're going to talk about you know there might be some guidelines but man like listening to Joe Rogan and and, and how he communicates with people that are on his show is fucking cool like he just did an episode with Andrew Santino I think I'm saying his last name right who is a very very funny comic and honestly, and I do think that he did a really good job on this episode. But if I had never seen him live in person, I've seen him do stand-up at four times, and he's fucking hilarious. But it's weird. If you would have just played me this conversation, I would, besides them obviously talking about being comedians at certain parts of this episode, I would have never known that he was like a super funny dude. Because he's, they're just having like at, like genuine conversation. Every now and then they'll throw in a bit or two. But fuck, man, I, I really enjoy co- podcasts that they could just sit there and talk. Like if you're just talking to friends. It doesn't always have to be like a fucking show. You know what I mean? Unless that's unless that's your thing. Like, unless you're a fucking, unless you're a dynamic banter. You know, those dudes are uh, fucking hilarious. So, makes sense. But yeah, that's something I've been thinking about recently as far as like the social media goes. Uh... One thing to know, I think uh, with there not being another person on this podcast is just like solo banter. This shit is for sure going to be lots of tangents. So if you're not into that, uh, sorry. Uh, what else we got here? I wanted to show some voice memos. I thought that was a, even just like for me reflecting, I thought that was a real cool thing. Yeah, if you didn't hear the first episode, I did a... Uh, Fuck, which voice memos did I show? I think maybe I showed one for White Lies. I don't know. I should be more organized. But uh, yeah, I want to I wanna show that. And then we can get into some damn questions. If that sounds sounds like a good one. Uh, here is a... Uh, how do I set this up? I made a song called Groove. Uh, it was on Covered in Color. And it might be my favorite... I don't know if it was when I released the project, but now looking back and reflecting on the project, I think Groove might be my favorite, my favorite fucking song. It's definitely favorite song to perform because that shit on tour was goddamn bonkers. That shit was crazy. Oh, man, some of the best memories in my life were performing Groove on tour. Yeah, man, that just... I remember it, and I think I talked about this on She Didn't Text Back. If you don't know what that is, it's a podcast I do with my friend William Haynes. Check it out. Um, Yeah, in New York, I remember uh, the crowd was fucking crazy for Groove. And then when the song finished, it was the only time on the entire tour that I had someone scream from the audience to run that bitch back. And then... Uh, yeah, it was weird. I almost didn't do it. But then I asked the audience. I was like, y'all want me to run that shit again? And they fucking went crazy. Even crazier than the first time. And, 
yeah, I always find myself on Instagram looking at like, you know, I follow like pretty much all the big rappers, you know, mainstream or not. But like Log- Logic has been on tour recently. And uh he's been posting like a lot of a lot of videos like that where the crowd is just going fucking nuts. And that shit is so dope to me. It just makes me feel like feel like I'm 16 all over again at a hardcore show. And man, I am I can't explain the feeling of what it what it was how I felt in the moment performing, you know, a song like Groove where it's just like it's hype and everyone's fucking going crazy and singing the hook, singing the lyrics. Man, why I, I see I I've never really I never performed much before this tour. Once or twice maybe for like 8 minutes. But this this tour that I went on last year, my first tour, something that I'll fucking remember forever. I uh I did like damn near an hour set. I think it was like fifty minutes or something. And that was it was crazy. People were fucking screaming the lyrics. Are you kidding me? Bringing people on stage, fucking just going crazy, jumping around. Those are the fuck. That's just that's what I grew up on. That's my shit. Hardcore shows were dumb as fuck. Kids hardcore dancing. Oh my god. I used to love watch watching people hardcore dance. I don't know what it is, but it it's weird as in a 27-year-old man. I look at like videos online, Twitter, and YouTube of people hardcore dancing, whether it's from like 10 years ago or whether it's from uh, 10 minutes ago. And it's weird. I I can look at it and process that that shit looks dumb. Looks hella corny. Hella fucking lame. But that's what my brain says. What my heart says is that I fucking think it looks so cool and I love it. I don't know what it is. They're swinging their arms. If you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to fucking, go to YouTube and type in hardcore dance or slam dance, whatever you want to type in. And they're swinging their arms. People are getting hit in the face. People are getting kicked. People—it's essentially most of the time when you're hardcore dancing, you—I I don't even really even think the goal is to hit people. It's just to kind of like you have your you have your your area and you're swinging and and kicking and doing things. People, you're essentially a, a ninja fighting another an invisible ninja. But yeah, there's something in me that loves. I'll never not love a good breakdown and watching people hardcore dance. It's fucking dope as fuck to me. Yeah, uh, so I, uh, yeah, Groove has this little, has a special place in my heart, and, um, I don't know if I would change anything if I went back and recorded it. I mean, I, I, uh, my vocals are different these days, so I don't even know, I wouldn't even write the song like that, so, yeah, although my sound has changed, and in my opinion, improved, you know, not everyone might agree with that because music is subjective but uh yeah I feel like the the style that I'm currently on I feel like is so much closer to what not my final form that shit sounds crazy that's I mean that's so far away right but the style of music that I is natural to me you know I um I, I, yeah I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't make a song like Groove these days and I don't even think that would be like a conscious effort to to avoid it. I just don't think that I there's something in my head that just doesn't think of it that way anymore. Which is uh that's totally fine. But here is a uh, here's the first demo of uh Groove. And mind you if you didn't listen to the first episode, I kind of set it up then, but when I'm writing a song, you know, I'll usually just let the beat loop and um kind of let it play and I'm kind of uh, just uh, trying to figure out I kind of usually figure out my flow and once I figure out that flow I figure out like what what one what am I feeling what do I want to talk about and then I kind of paint and as I'm painting I'm putting in words 
and more syllables and less syllables and you know just trying to figure out what my rhyming pattern is and and it's weird it's not even something i'm like all right now i need to think about what my rhyming structure is going to be it's just like it it just kind of comes natural and what comes out i usually record pretty instantly if not i'll forget it uh so here on what is this january February, march march 10th 2017 i uh and I, don't, I think that date is correct i got a new phone so i don't know if it's all fucked up but here's the first demo i don't even know if this is what this sounds like Uh, so yeah, it looks like I just do that again. Uh, yeah, lo listening back to that, I mean, that it's pretty close to what the final product sounds like. I, uh, actually, listening to this, this is the first time I've heard it, uh, probably since around that time. Uh, I did like this small pause. I came in slightly different, um, on this hook that I think I prefer. Um, and that's, you know, that's an interesting that sometimes those small, small nuances get forgotten or they get changed, um, or they remain. But, um, yeah, there's something about, like, I, I can't just, I can't just hum a melody and, and remember exactly how I did it. I always have to fucking record it and then study that bitch. Uh, and it's hard to fucking duplicate it. But, uh, yeah, that's my workflow. Uh, I have another one. This is, uh, how many days later? This is three days later. Uh, yeah, I, um, that is a, I think I was trying to figure out what the verse was, or maybe it was like pre-chorus, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember, uh, clearly that didn't make it into the song, uh, but yeah, like, they're always, uh, it's always something that I kind of just mumble and come across, and, uh, I'm like, oh, shit, I really liked that, or there was something about it that, um, and not this one specifically, but like voice memos that I record in my phone. In that moment, at the very least, there was something about it that kind of hit my ear. And I was like, ooh, there's something there. And sometimes you you have to dig to get the final fucking product. And sometimes you keep digging and it's never there. You know what I mean? There, Sometimes there, uh, I find myself liking it in the voice memo, but then when I put it down on the microphone and actually record it. I'm like, I don't know. It's it's not it's not there. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't or even if I got it to feel the same, I'm like, I just I don't know, I liked it in that moment, but there's something changed. Um Yeah, that was actually that was that was pretty cool to listen to. Um I think this next one I'm gonna play is a little longer. I am um I'm on my old apartment. And uh, I was playing the song for, for some people. So you can kind of hear them in the background. But uh, yeah, this is like uh, trying to figure out the, the final thing right before I record record the, the, um, the verse. I, don't, I think I might have recorded the verse that day. But uh, yeah, this is from uh, March 26th, 2017.
but yeah, that's a uh, pretty close, um, damn near close to the final product. And uh, yeah, it's weird. I feel like if I didn't record that voice memo, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to remember it so, so vividly. <clears throat> yeah, cause like just hearing that back. And that's also an interesting thing. When you think back on memories, do you think back on them in first person or third person? Because right now I'm looking at the memory as if I was somebody else watching said memory. Like it's outer body experience. And that's I think that's kind of how I always remember my memories. Oh, that's fucking me up. I've never thought of that. Some good weed. Uh... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I remember that moment and I did feel at that moment. I was like, oh, this is, I really like that hook. There's something fun about it. Um, yeah, so that's my, that's the song groove. Go listen back to it after hearing like, uh, you know, that, I guess the demos you would say, maybe you'll hear it in a different way. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. That's that's cool to listen to. Uh, I feel like my even though uh, maybe my workflow hasn't hasn't changed. It's just I've, I guess I've gotten quicker, maybe better. Because before, like I, I think I said in the last episode, each song would have like fuck twenty damn twenty damn voice memos, ten different verses. Yeah, I was just so unsure unsure about uh about shit uh i guess that kind of leads leads me to um my first question that i got um that i got on instagram if you want to follow me on instagram at darren 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 um john lompa lompa said how do you find your voice um, it was fucking hard, dude. If I if I'm being real with you right now, if I'm just gonna s- straight talk facts to you right now, uh, dude, it was real hard, very tough. I one when I noticed that I had a sound that I wanted, a sound that I heard in my head, and I wasn't able to produce that vocally I um instantly looked for a, a vocal coach and at this point I've had three different vocal coaches in the past um, I guess it's been two three years two and a half years um granted all of this year I haven't worked with the coach I just kind of have worked on my own and done warm-ups and listened to past lessons with uh some with my you know first vocal coach and it uh, it's definitely necessary the fact that I'm not doing it right now uh, kind of bums me out but I I do think I've been improving a lot quicker in the past couple of weeks noticing improvement in my voice um but yeah like I th- I think it's so I think if you're a singer or want to be a singer Fuck, man. I think having a vocal coach is so important. There are a lot of people, my friend Megan Tonjes, who has the goddamn voice of an angel. She didn't have any um, training at all. Like 99% sure. No training. Kind of was just like born with the voice and realized it at one point and maybe just like flexed the muscle. Just by continuingly to sing. Continuingly. Um, and maybe just always had a, a natural talent for it. But man, even people who are, I think, like blessed and, and born with this instrument. I think even they should should go to a vocal coach. Fuck, what do I know? But I just feel like uh, there's so much to learn. It's wild how much there's to learn about singing. I mean, any instrument that you want to learn, 
whether it's singing and that the instrument being your your voice or guitar or drums or saxophone whatever the fuck recorder playing music is hard it really is that's why when people are fucking shredding on guitar or shredding on the violin I, I always have to stop and listen I yeah it's man it's so inspiring I fucking get inspired just thinking about it my friend um came over recently and played the cello for me and like I recorded her and I'm trying to see if I can make it into a song I already wrote a song to it but production wise I'm trying to figure that out but man it sounds because I'm not used to just hearing a cello especially recording a cello you know you'll hear cellos in music but like just being able to sit next to someone who's playing the cello uh, you know that doesn't happen every day to me at least um so the fuck just watching her play was so cool I could have sat there and watched her play for 12 hours so yeah I have a huge respect excuse my drinking of my uh coca-cola product not a sponsor I, uh, oh yeah, how did I find my voice? Fuck. My bad. Yeah, so getting a vocal coach and sp and spending that time every day doing the, the, the exercises and, you know, whatever my teacher was telling me and then getting discouraged and then getting encouraged and then going like, oh, I'm happy, I'm finally getting somewhere. And then realizing that it's not as, you're not as far as you thought you were. And just the ups and downs of learning something new. And I think in in between that, I also pivoted and realized, oh, I'm my own producer. I, I need to stop relying on so many people. So in between that transition and like me starting to make my own beats. And then me taking these vocal lessons. It just naturally got me to a place of finding my own voice slash sound. And, you know, I, I still got uh, so much room to grow and to get better and styles change or whatever. But fuck, I feel like I'm closer than ever. I really do. So, yeah, I, I think it's, a, it's an everyday battle that, uh... That is very hard. So don't get discouraged. Uh, um, this next question is um, another DM. This is from uh, Jastin. Jastin Blind. I think I'm saying that right. That's an interesting name. Jastin? I don't know, man. Never heard of it. Um, If it's just Justin... Jastin, who knows? Let me know. Let me know how do you how you say your name. How does your mom say it? Uh, this person's question is: When do you think a song or project is done? Every time I release a finished song slash project, I always get that urge to go back and fix that shit. I relate to this real hard. I um. I think that's why it's hard for me to finish that last two percent. Is because I'm like, there's so many things I can change and add and, and do. And obviously, I do as much as I can, right? And everything that I think is the right right move. But honestly, I don't think a song is ever done. You know, I, I can, you can honestly work on a song forever. And change things and add things and change the drums and the sound of the hi-hat. The velocity in which they hit. You can forever tinker with things. You just have to find that balance to when it, when it makes you feel good or feel sad. Whatever the emotion that you're going for. But when it makes you feel those things. And when you, when you think that you've done what you need to do. Even though in the second hook you, you could have added a harmony or, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Sometimes you have to just let go. Sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. And I I, I get all the stems and I send it to the mixer. And I, in my head, boom, it's done. 
sometimes it feels done you know sometimes i i look at it i look at the project file and logic and i'm like there is nothing else that i can i can change here this 100 percent feels good i'm not always right when i feel that but you know i'm saying i've i've felt both things <sighs> sometimes you have to just let your ears make the decision and it's hard it really is it's so different when it's your own thing because you also, you know, when you listen to a friend's music or a new artist that you found or a popular artist, you're really listening and you're kind of, not that you're being harsh, but I guess if a song's on the radio, you already expect and know that some of the best people in the industry most likely had their hands on this whether they were an audio engineer or a mixer or a writer or an artist producer what you know it goes on and on and on you just i guess assume that since this is top quality professionals it has to be amazing or i hate it because think about a song that's on the radio in a genre that you like but this maybe this particular song you don't really like that much if your friend who had been dabbling in music for like, or not dabbling, maybe t taking it serious, but they had been making music for like three years, and they made that song, and it sounded exactly the same, this song that you don't like, if they showed you that for the first time, because they're your friend, I think you would love it. And what is, what is that? Is that us just being nice? And not, and again, it's not everybody, some people are just straight up, just assholes to their friends <laughs> or they keep it too real but there's something about when a friend family member loved one whatever shows you a thing that they made and our expectations are lower or 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 we're more open to being less critical yeah or, or i don't know what it is but uh I also feel that same way about my own work. When it's my own work, I'm either heavily attached to it and I can't hear critique, which these days that this hardly ever happens. But I'm just saying stuff I've felt in the past. Or... I'm so close to it that I can't tell if it fucking sounds good, bad, ugly, pretty. You know, I don't I don't know. So, it's tricky. I think you need to find yourself somebody who who you respect their ears and uh you know, you ask their opinion. Not not, not every time they're going to be right figure out what's good for you and what works while being honest with yourself that's the main thing be fucking honest with yourself like do you really think that this could be on the radio if you were a dj and you are were not biased yourself you, you know you weren't even uh the artist that you are you were a dj snake instead I think that actually might, that's most likely a real DJ. But you're Mr. DJ Snake working at 99.2. And you got this new record from this artist that no one's heard of. Would you really play that on the radio? If the answer is yes, that's incredible. You're going places, kid. But if the answer is eh, or yikes, I don't know, or straight out fuck no. Then, like, you got to be honest with yourself and say, unless you don't want to be on the radio, that's that's a whole different thing. But if you do, you got to be honest with yourself and be like, well, what, why, how come it was not a yes? Was it the songwriting? Was it the voice? Was it the production? Could be a fucking plethora of things. Was it the mixing, the mastering? Was the fucking song clipping? So, yeah, I... I I think that's one thing that I've really learned this year is being able to just be honest with myself. And uh, that is that has helped a lot, whether that's finishing a record or knowing whether it's done or uh, 
improving. Uh, I'll do one more question, and then we'll wrap this this shit up. This question's from Andre. He says, do you ever plan on trying other genres? Let me take a quick sip. Mmm, that's good. Sugar. Do I ever plan on trying other genres? Um, I feel like I have in the past year. My music, you hear that? My music is more, I was trying to figure this out with Ava. I was saying that it was dark pop, but then she made a good point that Lana Del Rey or Billie Eilish is dark pop. Maybe some of Lady Gaga stuff, dark pop. But um, mine is more like fun pop, but not sugary pop. So we came up with the term groove pop. I'm just saying I found my shit, I found my groove. Uh, and before I was I was just doing rap, some trap beats, some um pop rap beats. Yeah, so I I feel like my genre. No, I know there are people because you know there used to be people who were very supportive of my music back when I was putting out My Life Became Beautiful and you know any project, maybe even Cover and Color era. Or definitely, yeah. Um, who preferred that? And when I put out like Bad Week and then I put out, you know, White Lies and Staycation and Last Breath, like these type of songs, maybe they didn't rock with as much, you know, because that's not their style and that's totally fine. You know, it's a it's a bummer. But uh yeah, that shit happens. There's there's so many artists who I fucking love a certain project. Or a certain era of their of their music, and their new stuff I just can't rock with, and that's totally fine. That's just it's kind of how music goes, you know. You don't have to love every single thing, you know. I can I can respect things like the the last Blink One Eighty Two album. Eh, it wasn't for me. I don't think it was meant for me. Um, I can respect it. You know, there's some melodies and some songs that I like, but I think overall, like I. I kind of outgrew that genre, you know. Blink-182 is very pop-punk. There is no pop-punk band in existence right now that I can find. And maybe, I mean, maybe this is... The statement isn't meant to sound as final as it does. I'm sure there's at least one pop-punk band I can find that I'm like, all right, I like this. But any new pop-punk music, I just don't, I don't rock with it. It doesn't sound good in my ear anymore. Blink-182 still sounds great to my ear because nostalgia. And I liked, I loved that era. It's weird. I have a, I have, um, I think the reason I love music is because of Blink-182, which is wild. Since I've, seeing as I've like outgrown that genre. Like I have a friend, Nick, my drummer. Um, he's, he fucking loves Blink-182. He really does. And he, you know, he loved the last album. And he grew up with Blink as well. I'm, I'm older than him. He's much, not much younger, but I think he's like six years younger. So, it was a little different. Like, I listened to it, you know, when I was like in middle school. I don't, I don't fuck, I don't, but what, he was like in third grade or some shit? I don't fucking know. Fourth grade? Who knows? Uh... I was too busy listening to Blink and not learning math. But yeah, like I grew up, I grew past it. And, uh, but fuck, man, Tom DeLong fucked me up. The reason I play guitar, the reason I feel like the reason my sense of humor is how it is, is because of their, their, their dynamic on stage when they were, you know, Mark and Tom. Just listen to the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. That shit, like, man, it really affected my youth. One one part of me is fucking bummed, cause I'm like, uh, damn, man. If I was, if I was big on, I don't know, jazz music when I was a kid, I'd be such a better musician. Fuck, I'd be so much better at guitar. I focused on learning goddamn power chords 
for damn near six years and didn't get better. I don't know. I look at it like uh, that's, you know, my music would sound totally different if I uh, grew up on different types of music. You know, I mean, I still listen to Michael Jackson and the Elvises and the the Frank Sinatras of the world because that's what my, my mom is listening to, my grandpa. But yeah, there was something very special to me about Blink-182. It just fucking, it sat right with your boy. It really did. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't, uh, I feel like, uh, to go back. I mean, the reason I started talking about this is talking about different genres and stuff. I don't know if I'll ever drastically change from, like, pop music to country or fucking join a folk band um but uh you know taking things from or borrowing things I should say taking sounds too aggressive borrowing things from other genres yeah but uh yeah I, I feel like I um man I'm, I'm loving the music I'm making right now I really I really do um it just sounds it sounds natural and organic to me. So as long as I continue to feel that throughout the years, I will continue to, you know, keep digging on this sound. Right now, it, it feels good. If that changes in six months, then so will I. Um I think on that note I will end the podcast. I appreciate the if you're fucking still listening, goddamn. I'm in the closet of my bedroom right now. And uh, I'm about to go watch White Men Can't Jump. Because I love me some basketball. Um, I love when the white man is the minority. I don't know if that's weird to say. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I just thought I should say it. Um, I want to thank people, uh, the patrons on my Patreon. Y'all are crazy. That's pretty dope. I didn't I didn't know that that was a that was a thing. If you want to check out my Patreon, it's um what is it? Patreon.com slash Darren 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 D A R E N one R. Uh, you know, if you want to throw me a dollar, whatever, or not, that's also fine. But uh, yeah, I appreciate the people out there who who support that. And if you have uh. Any questions, any concerns, any comments, you can DM me on, on Instagram or on, or on on Twitter, and uh, we can chat. Until next time. I feel like the next time I upload a podcast, there might be a, a new song. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really have a schedule for this, but uh, have a good night. Goodbye.